I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect all the possibilities I expect positive energy I expect with no regrets I visualize it all, know what's coming, yeah I'm synergy, I reach every dream and love my enemies Everything here is a lesson, everything that comes to me counts as a blessing no. Alright, good day, good day Good day world I'm Jay And I'm Aaliyah And this and is, this is <laughs> homeschool homeschool we was in sync with that one homeschool your kids Podcast. how you feeling today i'm feeling good you you know i just got back from vacation so you can't break my soul <laughs> that's how that's how i feel even with the weather weather <laughs> Yeah, because you came from, what, 70, 80 degrees to, what is it there? 38, girl. Mm, yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> the weather, it want to break my soul. I be feeling like, you know, I told you last time that, like, March equals spring. So the fact that it's still cold, like, anything below 50 shouldn't even be legal. No, that shouldn't even be legal. Right, by now. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on? Gotta How you doing, girl? Out. I'm good. I'm good. The it's raining here, so I'm like in a chill. Like you know, I'm really relaxed right now. The I rain feel like will if do that. Re- if we weren't recording this morning, I would have stayed in the bed longer. Cause you know when it's raining, like. It's cloudy, so it wasn't bright or anything. So it's like, oh, shut up. Ah, I can relax some more. And then the time went up. Right. And I could not sleep. Like, yesterday, I was up to like 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was knocked out, bro. <laughs> knocked out. I, I don't know. My days be so fulfilled. So I knocked out. Like, I don't know what be going on, like, or how I don't know if I like you know, because I've been going to bed early for a while now. That is just like at a certain time, it's like, okay, guys, I'm about to lay it down. I'm tired, right? Yeah, I'm tired. I don't want to talk to nobody, I ain't responding to no text messages, no phone calls. Like, it's after those hours, like, I definitely have. Like my own business hours, like my my business, me me being the business, <laughs> I have a shut down time. Yeah, yes. after hours, guys. <laughs> I, I love that. that. <laughs> I really yeah. love that too about you because I'll hit you up so late. I'm like, all right, no, she ain't gonna hit me back, but I'll yeah. send it to her anyway. And sometimes I see it. I won't even lie to you. I sometimes <laughs> see it, but I'm like, yeah, no, I can I can respond to that. I respect um, that. I re- I truly respect that. Yeah, I was having a conversation yesterday at the park with um a young lady, and I was just we were talking about energy and just like 
oh, like I, I used to always be big on uh, protect your energy, protect your energy, protect your energy. But it wasn't until like recent that I really have been very, very selective with my energy. And so I'm really proud of myself um, because I don't have to like do certain things, you know? So I don't, it's like, oh no, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to. I have people text or try to FaceTime me and I'm just like, I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't want to engage with that right now. Like, oh, I mean, I don't yes. have to. So very, very selective with my energy. That's why you have to understand the passion that goes behind all this stuff, because I love putting energy into this. Someone asked me yesterday what I like, what I do for work. And I was like, well, I don't really consider it work I don't really do that um I have things that I do but um I don't know very very selective though very and I love I tell my family I tell my family I'll be working okay (laughs) this is work like I like you said I love doing what we're doing like when I'm doing the content or I'm trying to find I'm working and it makes me feel good that we're doing something that we're actually truly like that we're passionate about. And I'm not saying that I wasn't passionate about teaching, but like you said, the energy, like it was, it took a lot, like it took a lot of energy, like a lot of energy to be a teacher. So no matter how passionate I was, I was tired. Like I was still (laughs) super tired, super tired and stressed. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, girl, yeah. Because it's like you can't really be that selective with your energy while teaching. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I could um, because you have all these students on your roster. Then you have all their energies that they're bringing into your classroom. And like, you know, and of course, your have that, oh, I mean, the adults <laughs> is a whole nother story. I tell the students, like, I, I can do them. Like, I could do the, the kids all day. Like, I, I love the kids. I love vibing with the kids. But all that adult protocol was just like, oh, my gosh. Having to talk to this coworker, having coworkers ask me that I belong in the balcony meeting when I came to the place. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm a whole adult out here. Don't do that. And, yes, I'm look just because I got my sweatpants on, <laughs> my boots. Business casual. My business casual don't mean that I don't belong. Don't do that. But I didn't, yeah, the adults are a whole nother thing. Cause I don't know, adults were rude. Like I had my department chair would try to walk by without saying good morning in the morning. You know how you have to say that on the Weird energy. Right. Weird so energy. Weird. I'm just like, yo, you're a whole adult. Like you don't know you're supposed to speak to people when you come right. by. Like that's common courtesy. Like I, I gotta when we walk into you walk into the workroom and stuff somebody at the printer say good morning you're like you gonna say it back like what's the world like what's wrong with you but I get you know everybody be having their little issues and all that good stuff it's just like that's a lot of different energy whole bunch a of lot. different energy <laughs> so it's kind of it's really hard not even kind of it's really hard to protection energy in that type of atmosphere it's funny that you even bring up like protecting your energy because that's something that me and my husband have definitely been talking about um like just protecting all right because like you said it's something that I've always like have been saying like yeah you need to protect your energy protect your energy um but 
like you said, more recently, I have really been taking that very seriously because I just realized that you can give all the love, you can give all the energy and all the support and you're going to be the one that's left drained. You know, mm-hmm. like you're going to be the one that's left without thinking that you have, you know, like that you you missed out on something or that you're not doing what because you're giving all of your energy away. Like it's OK to give your energy to people. It's nothing wrong with it. I mean, we need each other's energy, but also you have to fill your own, like you have to fill your own cup. You have to have make sure that you even have the energy. And because I feel like, you know, we've been teaching for so long. I don't even care how long you've been teaching. If you've been a teacher, you have definitely just been giving like giving away your energy. Yes. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's hard to protect your energy. So <clears throat> stepping out of that role, <clears throat> I just realized, like, how many people are not trying to give me grace for protecting my energy? <laughs> I'm like, I just got out of a whole, you know, whole career where I was just giving and pouring. I'm at a point right now where I truly just <clears throat> want to focus on myself, want to protect my energy. Um, and when I feel like, you know, I'm there and I'm then, of course, I'm going to, you know, get back out there. But right now I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm important. Like my needs matter. Like, like Chris and team said. So it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's wild to see like all the entitled and the adults that you come across, like adults that really feel like, oh, you owe them this or you have to respond to this or you have to do this because they asked you to, or like, no. Well, um, I don't, I've always been big and I told you like, I had to read, I had to adjust to talking to adults when I stopped teaching because I, I had spent so much time not talking to adults, like being in the education system 14 years, talking to kids all the time. I love talking to kids. I love picking their brains. I love just seeing like, you know, what they had going on because they just, so lively so so grown they're like they're still grown where right. you get to adults and you talk to adults and they just have this fixed mindset or they just have closed off themselves from their potential or their purpose and are so quick to tell you well this is just the way I am this is just mm-hmm. how I am and it's just like they don't leave any room for anything and it's like okay, so you feel like I gotta deal with you because that's just the way you are, <laughs> right? You and your, you and your lovely um, negative energy. I'm supposed to just take that all in because it's just how you've been. That's how you like. No, if I'm I'm doing too much work on myself within myself to have to surround myself around people who aren't trying to grow in any type of way knowing that they got some messed up ways about them like I get we all have our good and our bad like I'm not perfect I'm far from I'm my perfect I feel like I'm my perfect but like you know as far as standards go or whatever society wants you to mold yourself into I get that we would never fit that little perfect mold and whatnot and nobody's asking anyone to but like I was talking to Kenny last night and we were talking about like just being of love like and not like understanding that that is a, a being like that's a way of life not a like you know not a um emotion like yes not something, like it's, it's love and I was like girl we had this whole conversation because I told her I said my four-month-old nephew melts me my great nephew melts me and Kenny was like I don't melt you and I'm like no <laughs> 
Don't be deaf. You don't want that. Dude, no, you're not being truthful. Like, you are well past the melting age. Like, I adore you. I'm grateful for you. And I, I'm honored to be a part of your journey. But are you melting me like a four-month-old? <laughs> oh, four-month-old baby that's sitting here looking so freaking adorable and just sitting there just looking at you all googly eye. You're not there anymore, huh? And girl, she boo-hooing. Oh, and all this stuff and of course more than this my child babe kennedy all the you melt me sister (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad she's melting you honey (laughs) my heart that melted my heart right there Kenny be wanting me to shut my love off from others. And I just had to explain to her, like, I love everyone. I do. I don't like everyone. Like, those have always been two different things for me. But I love everyone. And I can't shut that off from anyone. Kenny got upset one day. We were at the park, honey. And a little boy walked up to me. Couldn't have been no more than, like, two, two or three. Walked up to me, grabbed my hand, and led me to the swing. And I, and one, you know, of course, wanted me to put him in the swing and push him in the baby swing. And I did. Like, why are you pushing him? <laughs> he wanted me to. Like, where's his mom? <laughs> you, my mama. Yes. And she even used the word jealous, like jealous last night. She's like, well, I'm I'm jealous, like she whispered it. Just jealous. And Aww. I was like, well, that's gross, Kenny, for you to even recognize that within yourself and to admit that out loud that you are jealous. That's you still allowing yourself to grow and you have to keep growing through that. Like, you know, like girl, it was a whole big old thing. Girl, we talked for a good 35, 45 minutes about her and learning her self-worth and understanding that it's not a compare and contrast game. Like she really has to stop comparing herself to others um, because she'll never be happy if she doesn't. So we had a big, big, big conversation um, with a bunch of tears from her. <laughs> a bunch of tears. Yes, yeah, she cried a lot. But at the end of it, of course, she hugged. A bunch of my moms. I love you. Like, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like, you're growing like don't feel like you have to have everything figured out like you're dealing with a lot of emotions and like I said as long as you're able to admit certain things to yourself you're able to grow from it yeah. but you have to allow yourself to grow from it because you can't be depending on others to make you feel like fulfilled in any type of way because that's you're gonna live a life like that you're not gonna like you're not gonna enjoy it at all yeah. so that whole character development. I was going to say, bit. that's building character <laughs> right there. Like, you just, you're showing her, like, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, but then in the same, this is the thing with Kennedy, though. <laughs> through those tears and through those, like, all those emotions she was expressing, she also, oh, I just want to be an actress and... I want to like be able to be on the big screen and all this stuff. I'm like, yo, is this like, 
Are you acting now? <laughs> <laughs> She's wild, Aaliyah. I was like, yo, did we just do a movie? It would did we just do <laughs> did we just do a production here? Like what is it? She did a freestyle script. Man. <laughs> Improv all the time. Kennedy always has me a part of the Kennedy show. It's so funny. But yeah, through those tears and through all that and wanting to melt somebody and all this stuff. And I just I just want to be on the big screen and be a director. And <laughs> oh, she got big dreams. <laughs> she's so funny so funny but she is a true she's a true character (laughs) in its own right (laughs) she is but I love like all all of her I really do because she's she's a light she is but I don't I told you like that one is like I gotta continuously stroke with her like tell her like and pour into I've definitely got to pour into her all the time more so than Morgan because it's like Morgan listens and hears all the feedback I'm giving Kennedy and she grows on that on her own and so when Kennedy's getting down or Kennedy's having a day or whatever it's both of us pouring into her like even if it starts with Morgan like it'll be like I'll continue it but it's both of us pouring into her and it's like oh goodness like you know those different between those two like one requires a little bit more TLC than the other but they're both beautiful young ladies they're both lights and like you know you hear nothing I hear nothing but positive things about them when they're interacting with others outside of the home like oh they're very caring very nurturing and I I I love that I love that even though Kenny likes like put on shows with me and like to make me a part of her you know movies um I love that about them I love I love them (laughs) keep me on my toes keep me on my toes we love the kids we love the children especially ours (laughs) yeah yes yes I don't know how people be doing classrooms full of them like (laughs) right a classroom full of kids not that age Mm -hmm. I used to always feel like elementary school teachers were like heaven sent like angels that like just came down to say oh I'm take on this task don't worry I got it because it's just you have to be a special type of person to want to be in the classroom full of little people like that like my heart was second grade I really wanted to teach second grade but Yes, but they won't, um, like my, my administrators, they always wanted me to teach older kids, like fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. They never wanted me to teach the second graders, but that's the grade that I really wanted to teach. Yeah, I sub like of all, okay, so I subbed for eight years, right? Of all that subbing that I did, and I subbed date, like basically daily. I subbed probably in elementary school like three times, two times in the first grade one time in the library (laughs) oh that was not for me oh my gosh the meltdowns and the oh but he said oh she doesn't want to be my friend I need a hug just so it was oh my gosh they're so Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
when I subbed, I did kindergarten, first grade. First grade was the worst experience for me. Kindergarten was a, a an experience. Cause like you said, everybody was crying, like crying out of nowhere. Just or it was just crazy. It was yeah. like the kindergarten, first grade. But then I felt like okay, second grade is where I can be <laughs> because um, they were funny. Like second graders were funny. It was hilarious. I like when I subbed, I did all the grades to try to figure out what would be a good placement for me so the only I didn't get up to high school though because I felt like I would look like a high school student and they wouldn't respect they wouldn't respect me at that time I didn't really do high school like that I did high school a handful of times too um I always stayed in middle school like I stayed in middle school sixth seventh eighth grade not even really sixth honestly seventh and eighth grade was my thing I didn't really like the sixth graders all too much that they were too close to elementary um but just to like so many personalities so many different like you know and it's just so they're so fresh in the elementary like they're still learning themselves and still like just so it's just ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, ugh. It's just the class full of them like oh my gosh I can love y'all each individually at one at a time but to have all of y'all out. Now, it's That's, a lot. Yes, sometimes it's a lot. It's too big for me for that. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade mm-hmm. had my heart, but when do you think? Because I think this is an important topic to have a conversation to have. But when do you think? And I've been hearing this a lot that school builds character. Like I what? Don't, I don't. <laughs> I feel like school ruins character. <laughs> I feel like it transforms their character. It really does. Um, that's why I'm always big on like the whole identity thing. And I feel like it, it's lost within the school system because of just all of the things and notions. And then the fact that grades are a factor into children's lives at such a young age. And then they start equating what their, you know, their worth, their value to a grade, a grading system. Um, I don't I don't I don't feel like school builds character but it is said so much it is it really is and I don't and I don't I don't get I don't get that at all I know people, mm-hmm, go ahead yeah no I was gonna say people say that school build, builds character all the time like our recent one of our recent um interviewers star she said that same exact thing she said you know I didn't really like school but I felt like it helped me to build character and all I can think about when I think about that and that statement is me when I was in school to really see and reflect on, like, how did school benefit me? Like, what did it teach me? Like, how did it shape me? And um, the only thing that I can truly say is that school helped me to build tough skin. Like I already had tough skin, but going to school, I had to have even more tougher skin because you meet kids outside of your family. Like when it's your family and y'all joking and roasting on each other, it's like, okay, you get, it's, you can get mad, and, but you'll move past it. But when it's other people that you don't even know, <laughs> you don't even know these people and you got to deal with these people. You have to learn these people. You have to communicate with these people. Um, and all the experiences aren't good, even with teachers, all the experiences aren't good. Um, I learned that I had to just have really tough skin and, and be able to hold my ground because for some reason, like, you know, 
it's like you always in something or something is always happening or someone has something to say. It, like even like I said, even down to the teacher. Um the and it was so funny because I was thinking about like who like what who was my favorite teacher in elementary? To be honest, I can't even really remember any of my teachers except for one. Her name was Miss Hennessy. And the only reason that <laughs> the only reason why I know remember is because of the like I, I don't know how I knew that Hennessy was a drink, but mm, in the, the third, right in the third grade, that's how I kind of that's like that's how I remember her because her name was Miss Hennessy. But she was the funnest, liveliest teacher um, that I've had that I had that I can truly remember in third grade that I felt like helped me to shape, like helped me to see the good in in, in teachers. Because honestly and truly, when I was in elementary, I didn't really. I don't know. Like I could I don't really remember having this these connections that really helped me to see who I am or like so Miss Hennessy, like that's the only teacher that I can remember honestly in elementary that really truly sticks with me and, and kind of showed me a little bit about like you said, leading with love and um just just trying to be a nicer person, being kind because she was just filled with so much energy and she was so nice and like to everybody like it was just a different experience for me because I've I've seen teachers you know um just not just be blatantly rude to students so it's just like to see her just be nice to everyone and I don't even know if I should share this it's hilarious <laughs> but I have a memory I don't even know if I should share it, but it's yeah. old I mean I have a for memory sure, right yeah. I was taking, it was our EOG, third grade, you know, is your EOG, right, first testing, and I was so nervous, and I was taking my EOG, and I think that she could tell that I didn't know what was going on, because I was like, I don't know, I'm nervous, like, I don't know, and I really want to do good, because this was my, like, one of my favorite teachers, I wanted to please her, and she came over there, girl, and she gave me the answer to the test. Oh. No, just the one that I needed help with. It oh, was so okay. funny. Oh. <laughs> it was so funny that that's the memory that I have of her, and I love her for that because she was always in the back of my mind when I felt like you know I need like who I who who's a good example of someone you know if you wanted to be someone who would be a good example, and I felt like she was an awesome teacher. Oh, sweet. <laughs> So, elementary than, yeah, elementary. Yeah, because my memories of teachers after elementary was not the most pleasant. They really were. Um, but I had, you know, my my most impactful teacher was in the fifth grade, too. Miss um, Crawford, I still remember her. Little, little young lady, little young vibrant and she was very sweet very sweet and I just how she allowed me to express myself was the most important thing with me um through my writing and allowing me to share with others it's really really big but teachers have like a very very big impact on like you know what we we distinguish between right and wrong and like our moral compass um they do because they teachers um, most times act as your, you know, your second parent. It's another close adult in proximity as far as 
someone who you can ask questions to, you can dive or they share more about their life and all that good stuff. So it is another adult you feel like connected to. So they have a big, big um, role to play, but teachers now, <laughs> teachers now got some stuff going on, honey. It's just like, I don't know if I want my my children's um, moral compass being built on a lot of them because they are they are doing a lot. They are. It is not even so much as them doing a lot. It's the fact that students or faculty know about all their personal stuff that they got going on, and it's becoming so so prevalent, especially with like how the internet works. It's a lot. Like they be knowing too much about these teachers and all their personal business and just like the different. I don't even know how to. It's just it. It just seems like there's a lot going on in the schools now. <laughs> it's a lot, and so to to have your character built on that, or to have your, you know, what you distinguish as like. I guess a good life or what you feel is good or versus bad or just all this stuff. I don't know if it's like, well, I've never thought school was the place for you to have to learn all that stuff. Cause like you said, there's, there's too many people. It's too many people. It's, it's too many. And I feel like kids are more molded than help to grow. Like they're, they're, shown like oh this is what normal is or this is how you should act or this is what you need to be like and so they like suppress themselves they don't let themselves be fully them um my niece like we stayed a weekend at my um my sister's house and like the weekend was cool beautiful we ended up staying another uh, extra day Sunday so when we um when she got out of school Monday we were still there and when she came home it was like her attitude was like totally different than it was over the weekend it's like she didn't want to be bothered she didn't want to like interact with the girls all this stuff and it was just like no it hurt poor Kenny's feelings because you know her feelings always getting hurt but <laughs> she she was hurt like when we left um just talking and I was like well you know um she's going to school is different because she's around all these other kids and it's like you mold yourself to act like these other kids that you're around basically like you know you get you get into that like oh well I'm with my friends theme and I tell like you know I'm always like big on the seventh grade being like the most impressionable year ever in the child's life too in my opinion I just feel like the seventh grade just does something to kids that just turns them all the way around from whoever their parents thought they used to be to these whole new breed of a person like person and it's just like yeah school has a, a grand impact on shaping a child's character do I feel it's essential for them to reach their highest and fullest potential no <laughs> no I don't At and all. I like what you said about school modes the character because it, it doesn't I, like you said I don't think it helps to build character I feel like building character is something that should be actively done at home like your child shouldn't be waiting to go to school to build their character though like yeah. you said having those important conversations with your child and um experiencing life with them 
those things happen outside of school first at the end of the day. So what I feel like you said, school molds the character because your child is already built character. And then when they get to school, they are shaping and molding into something different and other than than what they see, like what their environment. Um, because your environment plays a big role on who you are. Yes, that's science. We know that, but I don't. I definitely don't feel like school is building it. It, it molds it. It shapes it. It may change, but the building starts right. at home. They're essentially being taught how to think, how to feel, what to feel, and how to behave. And most of that is going off of someone else's moral compass and not your own. Like not from home. Um, like I said, like your peers become so much of a factor once you go into the school building. It's like, cause you're spending so much time there in general anyways. Um, and especially elementary, like you're around the same kids more than you are middle and high school. Cause you know, you, you change classes and whatnot, but that's a lot. That's a lot of impact going on. A lot of, um, a lot of showing. Um, and like, that's how you're, I guess that's how the child's mind is shaped. Like that's how they get to being like seeing or like feeling like they need to act a certain way or what's deemed to be cool or not cool. Like, you know, popular or not popular, like those type of things, like those that comes into play when you're at school. And we see it all. You can keep going. I was gonna say we see it all the time in movies, girl, where it'd be like a, a a kid that's in high school. He's a like I guess you consider a geek or you know an outsider or whatever. And then they get they get you know they go to this school and they meet these friends and now they this this totally different person. Their character wasn't built; it was shaped into something different. Once they seen you know something and tried to and wanted to be that, then they become that. You see that all the time in movies. That's real life. Like but I that's what like happens. That's- no, I think that the school, like movies like that, like, you know, movies that depict school experiences or even TV shows that depict school, that is also a molding of kids' character. That yes. also going, goes into like what they feel they should act like or what they what they strive to be, like the jocks and the the right, the, the, the cheerleaders, yes. all that stuff, like all those labels and all that stuff comes from TVs and movies. Because if without that stuff, you would just be you, really, right? And your characteristics would be your characteristics. But with those movies and TV depictions, it all becomes like, oh, that's a geek, or oh, she's a um, right. I don't want to be a geek. I want to yeah. be a a job popular all, person yeah, right yeah all the little different cl- um categories Label, of, yeah. yeah all that stuff and that that's a social hierarchy the programming yeah yeah basically basically it's a social basically. hierarchy literally yeah but i feel like a lot of that comes from television because i told you even kenny don't hit me with the she want to go to high school because she wants to be popular and have a bunch of kids but like a, a like a following <laughs> she wants to right. she wants to be in charge of a group of people <laughs> that girl want to be a leader she need to be put in a leader position go ahead and let her go run the county put her girl. in the office <laughs> oh yeah she already be talking about when she's president what she gonna do how right, go ahead and let her free and all this other stuff girl all this stuff Kenny, her her mind is so it's so beautiful it really is like just very very complex in her way of thinking and everything but I also know how much of television 
like and that's why it's so limited with us is because I see how influenced she can get behind certain programming and I mean yes. it's, it's programming it's for a reason so right. like you know I'm, I'm very selective with what they partake in or what they like I don't even like that um that new prouder prouder family um prouder penny, family yeah penny proud is proud oh, family but now it. it's like the prouder family girl oh wow episodes with them and i was like no nah, y'all don't need to watch this <laughs> Hey. because of the things that they put they like yes. you said they depict yes. these things and these kids yes. they go to school with that mindset it's stereotypes and like it's just I just feel like tv gives so much of what people feel like they should live up to what character because they're characters on tv what character they you know want to envision in their mind and want to implement into their being as opposed to just being themselves I, I know I was influenced a lot by the characters I read in my books. Um, so I understand like influence comes from every direction. From every, it really does. But everything. Like, yeah, everything. But going to school and being told what to think or how to feel about things like I had I told you even my 10th and 12th graders were like very influential in the way that they um expressed their opinions and whatnot or didn't express their opinions because of the fear of their what their peers would say or being laughed at or jokes or being seen excuse me as different like that was a big factor for them and that was so disturbing to see at that age like yo y'all yo you know you're you're up there like you should be more confident in yourself and be more confident in being an individual as opposed to just being a part of the crowd. And it's like school just makes you a part of the crowd and to stand out or stand off or be your individual self is a big deal for them. And I don't like that. Yeah, it's all about following the crowd. And honestly, and truly, I'm kind of, even though, I'm grateful that I didn't go to like a super big high school, even though it, it still it was still like that with within my small little 33 students class. Um, it was still like that, but you it is like even as a teacher in middle school, just seeing like like you said, seventh grade is the year because in sixth grade, you know they're still so super impressionable, super cute, <laughs> um, you know, trying to figure things out. But going through the sixth grade and seeing the seventh graders and eighth graders, they get an idea. Like, you start to see it almost by the end of the year who that child is going to turn into. Like, yeah. who, like, what they have seen has molded them into a different character. I've seen so many little girls who was so sweet and cute, and you know, and then mm -hmm. by the time they hit seventh, eighth grade. They sexting. They, they Yeah, like, they're out of this world. And I'm life. like, they're doing the most. Like, I saw it so much. I saw it so much. And it was sad. It was really sad to see like that transition from sixth to eighth grade, like just how different they are by the yeah, time. They it's a big difference. From, oh, huge difference. It's a huge, huge like difference. a huge difference. Middle they're school, still, what, middle school still, is what made me want to homeschool. Like right. middle school, seeing those middle school kids, that's exactly why I wanted to homeschool. I will not hold you. I used to say that elementary, I was going to let my girls go to elementary because like I told you, I felt like 
the elementary school teachers that I came in contact with were heavens then, and they were just the sweetest little little people ever. However, the school system in general turned me off from all of that, and you know, here we are today. Um, but however, middle school, I always said I was going middle school, I'm homeschool. <laughs> We're going to skip my middle school in high yeah. school. Yeah, I know. You will not get my babies. No. No, it is so real. And so, like, it's, it's scary. I took a seventh grader who was, like, they said the girl was, like, a prostitute in the seventh grade. In the yeah. seventh grade. This is when I was teaching. This wasn't even when I was subbing anymore. This is when I was teaching. Just like, yo, she would come to class like once every like 13 days. So she wouldn't get it like a truancy thing. Mm. She'd come in there, she'd be talking about the boys' penis sizes. She'd be talk, like talking crazy because her lifestyle was obviously a bit different than everyone else's. And just to know that that type of influence is there and prevalent in a middle school setting that's that was so like oh my gosh this is wow but it don't just started in with her it's seventh grade in general I had seventh graders sending new pictures of themselves almost getting child um pornography charges put on them because that's essentially what it is you dag on 13 years old sending pictures of yourself you sending out child pornography darling I they lose it. <laughs> they lost it once they got to middle school. I remember having a conference with um one of my students' dad and me telling him how much his daughter yep, used profanity in my class. Like, yo, she cussed a lot. And he's like, what? She doesn't. She doesn't cuss. And I'm just like, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> From one customer to the next. <laughs> This is a professional, okay? We're dealing with a professional. Please understand that. She know how to use all the words the right way. Real, real good, real good. It flows so effortlessly. But parents lose sight of their kids when they're in middle school. It's like, you know, you thinking and feeling like, oh, I'm sending my child to school this way. And this is what they represent when they're in there. And this is what they're doing. And they're in there showing they hell. Like, they're in there just molding and fitting into whatever program they supposed to fit in as far as school goes they they that's the character <laughs> the character that's being built whole different character that you know at home whole right it's a different character it is like yeah. and that's why and, it's, and that's why it's so important for parents you know to be our child's first edu- you know our child's first um teacher and you are so right when I was teaching middle school because in elementary I loved it like fourth grade um like I said, sub and stuff. I was like, okay, you know, I, I really like this. Um, you know, if, if I can be Kaya's teacher and, and teach, we could do this. Or if she could be and you know, go to my school, I could just see what's going on. Like I was actually planning that out because um I I really wanted to continue my career. But when I got to middle school and I um <laughs> and I was teaching sixth grade and I was seeing these seventh graders and eighth graders, I was like, I don't know about this because if I put her in school, I know she's going to want to probably stay. And if I take her out, that's going to be a whole different transition. And by the time we get to middle school, I don't, I'm not going to want her to be in school because this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. And I know, I already know how high school is going to be. So you're right. Like middle school, it was, 
I truly decided that I wanted to homeschool client. I didn't want to put her in elementary. Um, and I didn't want her to, you know, go through and go to go to middle school or high school or any of that. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to change some things up because I know that I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been able to like truly do what I really wanted to do and give her a different experience if I was still teaching. Like, yeah, we could do stuff on the weekends and I could do stuff when I get off work and when we're on break, but I want to like I wanted it to be more consistent and I wanted to be there and I wanted to like you said help her to build that character. I need to be home so that you know if she's watching these shows we can have conversations. I need to be home so if something happens or you know she has these type of these different emotions we can talk about these things because I don't want her to get that from anywhere else. I don't want anybody else molding her character. I don't want her to go to school and feel like she got to fit in with somebody or she got to you know please these people or do this or do that. Um, or any of those things, because that's really what you learn in school. You learn how to fall in line. You, know, you learn how to be a people pleaser. You learn how to shut up. Like, you learn how to just, you learn how to, if you don't want to be, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be that popular person or you don't want to, you know, be the, uh, be out there or whatever, I mean, you are outcasted because there is a certain type of mode that, the children and the teachers want you to fit into. If you're not that A plus student, always raising your hand, the teacher ain't gonna, the teacher ain't worried about you like that, to be honest. And the, it's like you said, the kids, I mean, kids are kids. Everybody doesn't have a perfect life. You know, when you, when you put your child in school, yes, your child's gonna be um, going to school with kids who have different experiences from them. And no, there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't have to learn about, different experiences by actually be like hearing like by actually you don't have to build character by like putting like putting your child in a in a vicinity where they're just gonna hear hear it all like it's just it's all there like that's I don't feel like just throwing your child out there into school builds character I really feel like you're throwing your child out there into the wolves and not teaching them like how to kill a wolf or I'm not, I mean, sorry for the strong analogy, but you can't throw, like, obviously, it's just parents, sometimes I hear, and I just be thinking, like, you're just throwing your child out there, out there to the wolves, have you taught them how to hunt, have you taught them how to, you get what I'm saying, fend for themselves, right, survive, thrive, because that's, school is real serious, like, school is you serious see all the bullying stuff that's going on and how to the extent of like kids want to take their lives because of the experiences that they're having with like individuals picking on them or um tormenting them to the point where they don't ever they don't even want to be here anymore and so it is very dangerous for parents to just send their kids to this atmosphere that they feel is building their character when they're not even built to go like that i used to tell like right I, from where I started with subbing and having like being in those classrooms to when I was in my own classroom and the kids and just their, like you said, school made your skin tougher or thicker. Like these kids aren't built like that. Like these kids can't handle that type of pressure. They can't handle kids coming at them all the time. They can't handle people not viewing them in a good light. Like they can't handle those opinions of others. And I feel like it's because they were not built to go. Like I used to always tell y'all are not built for this. Like, like let's not do that. I used to tell my high school kids, oh, you don't want to joke. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this, y'all. <laughs> You're not ready for all that. Like y'all not. Like 
how you at home not being able to sleep, okay? Like, let's, <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, don't play with it. Don't play like, with it. Don't like, play with it. Don't play with do it. Don't do that. But these kids are ruthless. Like, we have some kids who are built to go like that. We have some kids who are on hunt mode, who are ready to, to go, whatever, you know, do, like, but the majority are not. And they're being shaped and being influenced by those who got a whole nother set of mentality, whole different experiences, whole different just like life in general. And this, we're all individuals. Like, so I promote everyone being different by all means. However, when all that difference comes to a classroom setting and all that difference is poured onto your one child, like that's a lot my biggest thing is these kids all having these cell phones like majority of kids have cell phones you don't come across very many kids that don't have a cell phone like no matter their age nowadays that's a lot to have your child exposed to when they come in that classroom and you're their friend like hey look what I found on the internet hey look at this look at this like Oh, that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot nobody's trying to shelter their kids nobody's trying to have their child not be a part of the world however to sit and think that oh my child has to go through this so that they can be prepared for the real world quote unquote why like <laughs> why would you feel that why would you feel that what you're doing and how you're raising them and what you're teaching them isn't going to prepare them for the life experiences that they come across anyways on a day-to-day basis not having to prepare them for later in life just preparing them for life in general like it's really weird that people feel like that a school building or that type of education system is what their child needs to be prepared or and they're not they're not like they exactly. tell you, like that's, that's the thing too like these are the same people who tell you how much they did not learn in school and they still feel like their kids are supposed to go to school to be these thriving and most fun foundational built kids like that just know and can withstand any no with great character no <laughs> if that was the case our prison system would not be how it is it wouldn't I, I just, I firmly believe like schools are <laughs> not, what a prison pipeline. not conducive to our highest, our, us reaching our highest self, us growing within ourselves um, and, and fulfilling our purpose. Like, I just feel like it's all drained. I feel like it's drained, distracted, um, restructured everything like kids go into you think like a kid starts off wanting to be so many things like Mm -hmm. when like my girls can list off a bunch of stuff that they want to do and be and all this good stuff when they get older but by the time you get to high school I told you I had my students creating vision boards at the beginning of the year all the time and they didn't have no vision (laughs) it was like it was gone it, it left them somehow some way mm. along that 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 journey it it got drained out and all they could see is the material things they wanted to acquire within their life but they mm-hmm. didn't know what they wanted to do with their life mm. they didn't know anything like they didn't have a feeling or meaning of a pat or a pat 
passion. Like, and this is the majority. This wasn't like a couple of my students. This was the majority of my students not being able to see beyond graduation and knowing and how, like what would fulfill them? What would make them feel like purposeful in this world? And that was so sad to see. Like that was really heartbreaking to see at that age, like just being so lost and so like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know. I you two weeks from graduation. Don't even know like what what's next. Mm. Right. That's deep because at the end of the day, when your purpose is lost, I just feel like your character is going kind of with it. Like you just do whatever. I just feel like if you don't have purpose and vision and um, then how was your character really built? And, like, if, if that's the case, how was your character really built? Because when you leave school, that vision, that purpose is what you're going to need to keep going. Yeah. You can't just keep going off of nothing. You get what I'm saying? Like, you have to have something to keep going because um, if you don't, then we see, we. I mean, we have all these complaints about, oh, the, the, the youth ain't doing nothing. They ain't got nothing to do. They're not doing this. They ain't want to do this. But why? Why don't they want to do anything? Kids become yeah. lazy, lazy in school. They, Like you said, they lose their creativity. They lose, they just want to do for a grade, do the, yeah. just the past, do. It's not sincere. It's not real. It's fake. So it's like, I mean, they're building a fake character. Then they get out into this real world and they don't even really know how to handle the real world. They don't even, because it's not like you have to do things to get a grade. No, this is real life. If you don't do, you're going to be out here homeless. You ain't getting no grade for, for paying your bills. You're not getting a grade for, um, you know, keeping up your lifestyle. These are things that you have to do, baby. And a lot of kids are just, I just feel like they don't truly understand that they're not getting it in school. It's not helping. Like they're not, they're not truly understanding what's going on. And that's why I was like, yeah, I want kind of experience the work. Like her school, life is school. You know, living is learning. Life is learning. When we're living, we're learning. When we're living, we're growing. When we're living, we're building character. You don't need to go to school to build character. <laughs> like you come as long as you're living, you're going to be building your character. And I'm not saying that school just absolutely like, if you feel that way about school and that school has helped you to build character, then that's like, that's your opinion. That's good. I mean, like I said, I felt like it made me become tougher, but who wants to be tougher? Like, I don't want to have this thick skin, a, a hardened heart where I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, that's not who I was. That was what I was molded into. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, no, like, like you said, kids, it doesn't build character. It molds it. We they lose their creativity. They become lazy. They don't want to work for it. They just it's just like and then like you said when they get to twelfth grade they have no vision. They've been just doing for no reason, doing perp doing things purposelessly without meaning. That when they get to the twelfth grade, it's like it's just like like you said they're lost. They don't know what to do. Um, and it's really sad and heartbreaking because I do feel like with all that time that we spend in school, kids should be, um, should be learning and be molded into what they really and truly want to be and do in life so that when they do graduate, they are feeling prepared to go out there and get it done. But really they're not, they just been taught what to think, all this old history and, 
math and all this stuff that they're really not going to use. And some of them will, because some of them will go out and go become engineers and all this. But for the most part, it's like all the character building happens outside of school to me. I feel like, you know, I learned a lot of things outside of school. There were a lot of things that I'm like, I wish I would have known this. You know, I wish. But experience in life is what helped me to truly build character. And like it talking to adults, you know, having meaningful conversations, not going to school. Like school was hard, like especially and even though I had a small class, I would say high school was horrible for me when it comes to I love my teachers but when it comes to and I had a lot of friends. Um, but high school and middle school was just not good for me. It was just it was just a lot of experience, like either bully, like being bully or being a bully. Like you had either you're standing up for yourself or <laughs> or you or you taking the heat. It's just like it's it's a lot. And when that's going on, you can't even truly, really learn. Like for real, for real, I don't know what I learned in middle school. I can tell you a little bit of what I learned in high school because I kept some stuff. Like I still like, girl, I need to throw this stuff. Mm-hmm. I still got math binders and all type of stuff from high school. But I absolutely don't know what I learned in middle school. And I know I didn't learn about myself. I know that's something that wasn't on the curriculum. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just, it's crazy. It's really crazy, like, that we don't sit back and really reflect on our own schooling so that we can see the real, like, the real issues, the real problems, and then try to change those things. Because I, like I said, I, I never wanted to um, just throw my daughter into school without without preparing her for that and if you are gonna put your children in school prepare them like prepare them mentally (laughs) prepare them you know mentally physically spiritually socially whatever it is that you need to do that you feel like you know would help them because I mean when they get there it's on them you know it's really on them to do it do do whatever they feel like they need to do or be whoever they feel like they need to be or act the way it's going to be on them because the parent isn't there you know to watch and to advise and whatever the case may be so it's truly important that we get back to thinking like get back to building character outside of school and not thinking that that school is the end all be all like I really feel like that's a mindset for some is like school is just the end all be all if you don't go to school you can't be nothing you got to go to school to build your character to learn everything to to do all this and it's like no you don't all these things happen outside of school too yeah I think the main thing people have to remember is like life is lived every day like we're always living um, that's why it's like the whole real world conversation. It's like, well, we're in the world. Like, no matter <laughs> your age, you're you're here. Like, your kids are partaking in the same news stories that y'all are partaking in. Um, like, they're learning the same things that you're learning about at the same time. But no one, a lot of times, no one's explaining. You know, going more into depth with them about the stuff they're taking in and experiencing. But they, they're going through life with you. Like life is happening for them. But we're not being taught to love life. Um, we're not being taught to love our life in general. Mm. And so that's why you, you meet kids with or who are in such a state of depression or in a state of loss, like just being here and not really seeing their value because we're, that's not something that's focused on in school is kids falling in love with their life 
their world. And especially now since social media is so prevalent and everyone is just so tapped into everyone else's lives. It's like, you know, they don't see that meaning in what they got going on because they don't feel like they're living up to other people's um, achievements. Like, you know, they're other other people's definitions of success because they don't have their own or they've been given a definition of success that they feel like they have to live up to. And if they're not, then that's, you know, they're, they're not happy. And so school has always been for me, just like a system that it distracts. Um, It distracts and it, it, um, I don't know, it gives a lot of useless information all at once. Um, whereas the child eventually taps out of that system, like, you know, mentally, they tap out and they start to just go through the the process. They go through the yeah. flow of it or, you know, just to, like you said, they, they do the stuff that's necessary to get the grades that are necessary to get out of there. And through that journey, through that process, through that, like just mundane, like just uh, day-to-day, just the repeat repetitiveness of, okay, this is what I got to do. They lose themselves. Um, And this is all my opinion, of course, Um, but I've seen it. I I watched it happen so much. Um, And that's why I tell people like my last year of teaching was like my saddest year, like ever (laughs) in life for real, like with all the things that I've gone through, all the things that I've experienced. My last year teaching high school, um, 12th grade was one of the saddest years that I experienced in my life. And it was mainly because of all the, the all of what my kids were carrying, all of what my students were carrying within themselves and being so lost and experiencing so much without anyone really properly researching anything or really telling them anything and them just being forced through a system regardless of what's going on around them and being Mm -hmm. asked to still perform as if everything was normal Mm -hmm. and it wasn't normal for them. And it was just so heartbreaking to see. And so that really, really turned me off from a lot of things um, in the world in general. But the school system itself, I just, 13 years is too long to give them to, to mold your baby into, or your young adult or your young learner, whatever you want to label them as, but it's too long to give them your child. Mm-hmm. 13 years way long too time. long way too that's long. a long time and, and so much occurs during that time and and I, they get them while they're so young they make you put your children in school three four five right three four five years old and those be the most important times and yeah. most most important times of a child's life where kids soak in so much kids they soak do. in so much and it influences them and Yes, you are so right. We got to take our, like, we can't just give the school system our children. 13 years of them just going through and learning stuff that they don't even, and especially for melanated children, we are not a part of the curriculum. (laughs) We are not a part of the curriculum. The only time we're part of the curriculum is when we were, when slavery, that's it. 
And even having that conversation is weird. It's like, no, like we're not a part of it. So it's just like, especially for melanated, I'm not trying to exclude anybody because I love that people are choosing to homeschool. It don't matter what race, what you look like, but especially for melanated people, (laughs) we're not in that curriculum. Why are we teaching our kids that curriculum? When you homeschool, you are the curriculum. You get to choose. You, you know, you have that power. You get to teach your kids about your history, your family history, melanated people, where they came from, some the achievements of melanated people. We don't learn about that in school, y'all. They don't talk about the achievements of melanated people like that. The same old melanated people that were accepted with in society, but we don't get that. We don't get that. So that's why I'm like, I'm all for parents truly, you know, either supplementing or taking their children out of school. Okay. I fully support it. Either supplement real hard, supplement (laughs) hard as you can, right? Like just supplement hard as you can or get those kids out of school while you can, if you can, so that they can experience something different. You know, school has been around for so long. It's the same old system. I want my child to experience something different. That's it. And you got to realize what your children are worth. Like, essentially, they are our future. And we always talk about, the, you know, what <laughs> what we're leaving them or what how they're going to guide or how they're going to be leaders of the, the world, um, you know, when they get older. But are we really setting them up to be those their their true selves, the the true leaders that we need them to be? No, they don't know. We're not not. <laughs> so it's really important, like Aaliyah said, like even if you have to supplement, if you have to add to whatever it is that they're learning in school, don't let your child get lost in the system. Don't let your child just get pushed through a system of I don't even know how to describe it, but don't, don't just give them away. (laughs) Don't just give them away. Really be more mindful of them, like see them, see your kids for who they are, who they used to be, what you've seen them grow into, what, what you see that is out of character for them um, and talk to them. Like it always goes back to talking to your kids. You have to, you have to. Um, right. You have to, because if you don't give them that direction or guidance or offer up any type of presence in their growth, then you le- you're leaving it to others to do that. Mm-hmm. To mold and to shape, not to build, but to mold and to shape them into something other than. And we need to start saying school mold character. It don't build yeah. it; it molds it. It's a big difference in being taught what to think versus how to think. And um, that is something that a lot of people need to, you know, pay attention to because you don't want your child to just follow a program or follow a system and just say yes or no based off of what they told them that should be acceptable into their world. Like you want them to be active members and active participants in their own story, in their own journey, 
And that's why I was telling Kenny last night too, like you're writing your story. You're responsible for these pages. You are. And it's going to be as, as beautiful or as complex or as sad as you want it to be, really. It really is. But you don't give that pen over to anyone else to write. Like you don't. Yes. And that's what you want your children to understand, that they are the leaders of that, their, their story. They really are. And you're here to help them make sure that their story is beautiful. So don't, don't remove yourself from your kids' educational journey, no matter where they're at. They're at. Like, don't just send them into the school system and, and hope that they prepare them for everything that life has to offer you have to continue to be the active participant. You have to continue to be that leader of their educational journey. You have to continue to let them know that you are there for them and that you see them and you hear them and you love them and like they matter in all aspects of the world. Remind mm. them of their purpose. Remind them that they are needed here. I tell them like we are all a piece to the puzzle we are all one piece to this puzzle huge huge worldly puzzle of ours and our piece matters because no puzzle is complete with the mason piece like everybody needs like you're needed you're yes. needed you are needed and we have to keep pouring into our, our our young ones we have to we have to I think that's how you build the character. Like like you said, talking to your children, giving them different experiences, pouring into them, uplifting them, build um, you know, showing them that you care about their interests, putting them in things that they are interested in. That's how you build character, not putting them in school <laughs> like that the is is more than just putting a child in school that builds their character. And I I mean to even have that phrase that school builds character is just like oh it, it kind of makes my stomach queasy because it's like <laughs> it's way it it's is more to life than that. It's way more I mean it's more to life than just school. And we we gotta start seeing that like you said we can't forget that we are an important part of our children's educational journey. We have to be there. We have to um, help them build their, their character. It starts at home. Everything for me starts at home because that's where the kids is at. They're at home for the most of the time. And when, when, like before they even go to school, they're at home. So like you said, the uplifting, the um, giving them different experiences, having important conversations, talking to them about the things that they are seeing on the internet and on TV. That is how you help them to build character. That is the most important thing that we should focus on is our role, okay? Because, I mean, the school is going to be there. They're going to play their role. They're going to do what they've been doing, and they gonna and they do it well. Mm-hmm. But our role, okay, our role, we can't forget about it. As parents, as teachers, as leaders, as mentors, um, we have a job to do. Like, we really have a job to do, um, and it's an important job because we are helping to build the future. Um, and I mean, it, I mean, it's so important. Like you said, it's just so important that we don't forget about that. Choose wisely. Choose mm-hmm. wisely. Yeah. But definitely don't depend on a system to, to build um, your character or your children's character. As understand that we are life learners and this is, this is life that we are spending educating ourselves and growing 
and developing into the best version of us, of you, an individual. So, yes, yes, yes. Oh, and I did not write down what I, oh, I knew I was supposed to do something. <laughs> but it's okay. I know, I'm going to get better. I am. But yes, um, I said, we just want everyone to recognize how important they are and how important you are in your children's world, um, despite where they are in, in this, if they're in traditional school or not in traditional school. Just understand that you are important. You are important. You are important. And they need you. They need you. They need your guidance. They need you to help them build that character. And the best way is definitely showing more than just telling um, them what to do. You have to also show and don't leave that up to anyone else. So yeah, that whole character building. I guess. <laughs> if you say so. If you say so. <laughs> I mean. That's how I feel about it. Doing something of this building. You say, but please be sure to check out our website, homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com. Um, we have links to everything up there. Uh, you can download our app, Homeschool Your Kids, where you can learn how to homeschool successfully at home or at least the requirements and everything because it is still always up to you to um lead your home your way so we just want to provide you with many resources to access so you can feel confident on your journey your home learning journey and know that you're not alone you always have a community. You always have people around you that are um, rooting for you and that are um, here to help. If you have not already, make sure you access um, the three free hours that homeschool-teachers.com is um, providing to families. They're trying to, I forgot the number. Was it like 20? Well, yeah, we have 500, but I forgot the number that they're act like their actual goal of gifting families. But we, yes, um, Homeschool Your Kids is sponsoring three free hours for 500 families. So please go to, or for three free hours of tutoring, let me say that. So make sure you visit our website um, and look at our sponsors. And I may make that link more available too and put it on the homepage or something. But right now it's um, under the sponsors. Yeah, um, it's a tutoring service that you can visit their website to get your three free hours of home learning um, tutoring. And this can be for if your child is in school or at home too. So know that, know that. Um, some of our sponsors for the Homeschool Your Kids Expos, we have Soul Right Living, Homeschool Movement, Choosing to Thrive, which is a collaborative tutoring service. We have Right Start Math, Family Success Association. We have the Fit Goddess Tribe. She's providing different workshops on getting right mentally and physically. Um, who else? Who else? 
I think crumble cookie. Oh yeah, it's crumble cookies up there. Um, Loving Literacy Arthurs will be providing, and this is in Arizona, they'll be providing some of our kids with story time. Um, we have a little special area for the kids to be able to hang out and be entertained during the expo, whereas parents will be able to enjoy workshops and everything. Um, we have Cyberize It. That's, a, I think, a notary service. Um, God's Cool Creations, another book, Arthur. Great Minds Virtual. Um, the AFI, Arizona Families for Home Education, will be there. And we have a lot of different things that we're offering, and we're still accepting um, exhibitors as well as sponsors and speakers. So please reach out. Um, we have a MACA Academy. I hope I'm saying that right. A MACA, A-M-A-K-A Academy. They're going to be exhibiting in New Orleans. And who else? Who else? And I'm going to get them all on the list one day. I really am. I think that's fine. Oh, Montrose Biology. So go to the website and check out all these sponsors, all these exhibitors, um, speakers. We have a lot to offer, we really do. And like I said, if you want to join on, we definitely welcome you. So take some time to go to homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com and tap in. Yes, we appreciate all the love and support. But if you all are enjoying our content, enjoying our podcast, you see that we're trying to have the Homeschool Expo. It's something different, y'all. We're two educators trying to do something different. Okay, it's this expo is going to be something different. And we just need the support of the community. If you all would go out and share, donate, send us sponsors speakers we um are open this is like a non-denominational thing we're open to all conversations all types of growth i'm not gonna say all i mean i guess it's all it's all inclusive it is we're welcoming everyone it's for the collective because i feel like um we're all connected. If this is a journey or a path that you're taking and just being more conscious and more intentional about your children's learning, this is something that we're all connected with because we understand that we are making a difference and this is um, a future that we are being, um, what, more, like we're, you know, we're, we're trying to do different. We're definitely right. trying to do different. Um, I was just going to say, except we don't do any hate speech or anything like that but yeah no, yeah, um, no. and I don't do politics so like, right right in, right and into all that good stuff like I don't but really if you have a good story to share <laughs> or anything like that please check us out please support us y'all um we really appreciate all the love and support that we're already getting thank you indeed indeed um you can follow us on social media instagram at homeschool yo kids educational pod that's our you know our educational page 
And then I have my personal page, Homeschooling Mama with Style. Yes, and I homeschool your kids. Um, you could check us out at any of those. Great content, really is. So I think that's a wrap for this week. It's been cool. Well, this rain got me like, mm, I'm just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. I'm be chilling for the rest of the day. Yes. I got another meeting too. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Won't chill too hard. But yeah. Still got, right. Still got work to do. Yeah, I do. But y'all have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace. <laughs>